at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. When you think Miami, lots of things come to mind. But when you think Homestead, Miami, it's everything. The vibrancy of South Beach and the calm of the Keys. You get a weekend of a million thrills. It's everything we all think of when we think Miami, but so much more. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway, October 22nd through the 23rd. Get your tickets now at homesteadmiamispeedway.com. All right, Kyle. I'd like to welcome everybody to Monday night, or Monday morning of the Rowdy Maglite Show. It's, after eight years of saying Monday night, it's hard to change, Kyle. But we're getting ready to head on to Homestead, guys. Uh, after yesterday's race, it should be something, one heck of a heated up race for Sunday, Kyle. It'll be a good weekend. Uh, Saturday, doubleheader with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, their playoff fields, uh, their championship for uh, almost set. Uh, I know it's the last opportunity for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Uh, three spots left uh, for the round at Phoenix. And uh, also same deal in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, three spots remaining to go for the title. Uh, also, uh, we have a Ford in the final four in the Cup Series. We have Joey Logano passing Ross Chastain late at Las Vegas. And uh, now we see the next-gen car make its debut at uh, Homestead Miami Speedway, the mile-and-a-half track, uh, repaved in 2003. Been fantastic racing ever since. So looking forward to it, Rowdy. Um, you're going to be a wore-out surface. Uh, I think the high line is the way to go. Um, I think the driver that can run the high line the best is, is probably going to end up in victory lane come Sunday night. Well, Kyle, this all gets started Friday, October the 21st with a, uh, I guess it's the playoff weekend in South Florida, and it's going to be down at Bayside Market at 11.30. They'll have drivers and great entertainment to start the whole weekend. And if you've got a moment to run down there at 11.30, I'd take take my lunch hour and, and, and go check out what they got offered down at Bayside. But, Kyle, that track, to me, is conducive for composite bodies because they like to lay up on the wall and use it to their advantage. And, and I've said it all along. When composite comes to cup, that's going to be Kyle Larson's track. And after this weekend, I would think he's probably going to be fired up and the whole team ready to show what uh, that number five Kyle Larson's all about. The five is still in the owner's title. Uh, Ryan Blaney's 12th car did not make the owner's cut, so uh, five cars still in the owner's title. So they have something to race for at Phoenix. Uh, if they do make it, that team does indeed uh, win uh, one of the next two races. Homestead Miami Speedway, I think, Rowdy, at least for me, the storylines, I think what's going to be interesting is probably the transition from day to night. 
uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series practicing at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Friday night. Uh, sunset about 6.48, and that's going to be uh, qualifying time for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So I'm, I'm interested to see how the track, what kind of changes it goes through. Um, I think that's what's going to happen in the 300-mile Xfinity race on sat- Saturday evening, you know, starting at 4.30, ending uh, close to, to darkness. So um, lights there, no no issue there. And another thing, Rowdy, uh, first day truck race at Homestead since 2005. So kind of interested to see how the track's going to, you know, uh, go up in the daytime. Uh, not sure what the Cup Series, if, if we'll get to sunset or not, it's going to be close, you know, with a 2.30 start time. But uh, we'll see what happens. You know, you can always get that Florida shower. Um, I've been there when that's happened. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, you know, the, the the championship finale for many years. And then also, uh, you know, now being closer to the playoffs and now being one of the races, the middle race in the round of eight. So uh, going to be interesting to see who comes right. in on top this weekend. Well, real quickly, we got Justin Woodall calling in winter Friday night at Port Royal. Big night over there. And luckily, got to run it without rain, Kyle. I know that's been a, a big issue, but it's always great. But, Kyle, I'm going to bring in our first caller for tonight, or for today. I'm sorry. But we got winter at Port Royal Friday night, Justin Woodall. Welcome, Justin Woodall. Hello? Hey, Justin. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm not getting a great Good. service from you guys. Okay, Justin, you want to try call back in and try one more time? Can Can you hear us now? Uh, somewhat. It cuts in and out a little bit. Okay, hey, Justin, uh, just kind of real quick, how did, how did you get started into racing? What What gave you the favor to be a race car driver? Uh, I got started in racing when I was seven, when my dad brought me to ACO Raceway to so, watch some quarter midgets, and then I was hooked on that ever since. So, from that moment uh, in the quarter midgets in your first victory, how, how, what was the, the feeling of winning your first race, Justin? I'm sorry. I, I, it might be me or you. I don't have the greatest connection. I'm sorry. We can hear you, Justin. Uh, well, let's, let's move back to to Port Royal Friday night in Victory Lane, your thoughts of winning at Port Royal? My thoughts on going to Victory Lane at Port Royal, uh, I couldn't imagine doing that. It's been a grind to get to get there to do that. And just when I got to it, I, I, I had no words, words what to say or do because it's been, I've been so close and yet, I've been put down so many times that I, I honestly didn't know what to do or say. Well, it's kind of in in that situation. It, it, it kind of changes the the way you look at racing. Uh, imagine the phone started ringing for more more things going on in your life now. Uh, I I didn't catch what you said. I'm sorry. I l- let me let. Tr- Hey Kyle, let's see if it's your. See if you have any better luck, Kyle. Uh, hey Justin, you have Kyle here. Can you hear me? Maybe it's my. I think it's my end. I'm having terrible connections. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, 
let me let me try asking you a question uh, if you can hear me. Uh, my my first question for you is uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, first question for you is uh, uh, talk a little bit about the uh, Outlaws weekend, uh, the Nittany Showdown at Port Royal. Uh, you finished fourth uh, Friday night. Um, you know you, you helping helping the posse out there. Um, you know I consider you posse, um, even though you are from New Jersey. Uh, but uh, I mean, what's it been like running around with the posse all the time and you know, what was it like uh, running against the Outlaws last weekend? Uh, I only got a bit of that. Do I consider myself posse, I think you said? Yeah, do you, since you're from New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I do consider myself posse, even though I'm from Jersey, but I got I got to do, uh, I think I got to win a couple more races to consider myself posse. Uh, what was it like running with the Outlaws last weekend at Port Royal? Uh, it was fun. I wish Saturday went a little better, but things happened. Running fourth felt really great. It was a great confidence booster. And <laughs> I just I didn't expect to be doing that unless I was in a video game. I mean, what, what's the competition like against the world of Outlaws? I mean, you know, the Posse's been doing really good this year. You know, uh, Macri, of course, won both nights. But, uh, I mean, what's it, what's it been like racing the Outlaws and the All-Stars? You know, you finished fourth in the Tuscarora 50. Uh, I mean, what's it, what's it been like racing both those series? During the 50, I felt like I could have pushed myself harder during the feature to maybe contend for a podium. But I'm, I'm happy with the fourth place I got. I definitely took greater strides during that to make sure I stayed calm and not do anything stupid and not push myself too hard and destroy a race car and not have a great finish. And I just kind of kept my calm and kept kept the car in one piece and managed to finish fourth. Well, Justin, we're sorry you're having connection issues. Um, before we let you go, I just want to uh, let you uh, thank all your sponsors, your supporters, you know, who helps you out with uh, with all the race and stuff. Uh, I'd like to thank my parents that been through hell and back with me doing this stuff. I know it's not the most exciting thing for them to watch their son beat on race cars and tear them up and hopefully get a win, but I enjoy it. They enjoy it. I can't thank them enough. I'd also like to thank my crew guys, Brandon, Brandon, Tyler, Kyle, anybody that helps out. It's just been a dream come true this past season of really trying to stand out, and I think I have been. I'd like to thank my sponsors, too, for helping me, for staying on board. I know there's some things out there that I've done that kind of was stupid of myself, are destroying race cars and not great and the greatest finishes, but it's it's been a grind and it's all worth it on the end. Well, Justin, we appreciate you having on. Uh, we'd like you to come back on sometime again, uh, talk a little more. Uh, like I said, apologize. Uh, sorry to hear about your connection issues, but uh, again, congratulations on the win at Port Royal. Uh, I know you've been close there, and uh, again, thanks for coming on the Rowdy Maglite Show this morning.
Thank you guys for having me. Maybe we, we, I can get a better connection next time, and we'll talk talk better, talk a little longer. Uh, yeah, no problem. At the end of the year, let's recap your season, and hopefully we'll get a better connection. We appreciate you taking that time out this morning, though. Thanks a lot. I'm, I'm Homestead, Miami. It's Homestead, Miami. It's everything we all think of when we think Miami, but so much more. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway, October 22nd through the 23rd. Get your tickets now at HomesteadMiamiSpeedway.com. All right. Uh, You know, Kyle, sometimes that's what happens, but it it very seldom happens that the whole conversation's bad on sale, but (laughs) that's... That's part of live radio, isn't it? But yeah, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, Randy. Remember, I was at Lincoln one time, and I had a dead phone and no yep. connection, and we had Steve Buckwalter coming on the show, and I could not, I could not get on. So um, that happens, unfortunately, with live radio. But you know, sometimes we are on on location. Um, you know, sometimes you're you're at a track, I'm at a track, we're both at a track, so it just happens. But Again, I want to just say thank you to Justin Winall for coming on um, his first hey. win at Port Royal Speedway. So just glad to have him on. I imagine he had a happy mom and dad in Victory Lane on Friday night. I mean, Rowdy, he beat some some pretty big names. You know, uh, Buddy Kofoid was there. Um, he ran Lincoln Saturday night, finished second to Danny Dietrich. Uh, you know, um, talking to Buddy, I, I thought he was going to be running the Tony Bettenhausen 100 at Springfield where Anthony Macri was actually at, making his USAC Silver Crown debut uh, race that Shane Cochran won. Uh, how about Kaylee Bryson uh, leading 72 laps in that race, uh, finishing fifth? Um, I think that's the most laps ever led by a female on a USAC uh, race ever, so um, not too shabby. Um, Rowdy had some winners over the weekend. Justin Whittle wasn't the only one. Uh, Matt Shepard uh, passing Stuart Friesen on the last lap for the Speed Showcase, 75-lap, $50,000-to-win race for the Short Track Super Series on Saturday night. Uh, you know, they did add the 410 Sprints um, show after uh, Labor Day got rained out, so they added that to this, this speed show, the Speed Showcase weekend. I got rained out Thursday night. But, uh, Rowdy, um, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, uh, the playoff weekend's in the books. Uh, three winners exactly. over the weekend, uh, Taylor Gray in the ARCA West race. Uh, Josh Berry uh, going back-to-back, I think that was the biggest surprise for me, um, was him going back-to-back in that race. And Josh makes it to the round of four. Is that correct, Kyle? And, and, and Rowdy, that team has not announced their, their 2023 plans yet. So um, right now I think that's the only one that, uh, other than Brandon Jones, who's going to be in the nine car next year, uh, Justin Allgaier, Sam Mayer. Uh, we still don't know what the status of the eight car is yet, but I almost expect Josh Berry to come back. So, Rowdy, why don't we listen to what Josh Berry had to say after going back-to-back at Las Vegas. If I can have your attention here in the media center, we are now joined by the winner of the Ausco Uniforms 302, Josh Berry, driver of the number eight Harrison's USA Chevrolet for Junior Motorsports. Today, big day for you, Josh. So, not only did you win the race, you clinched the manufacturer's title for Chevrolet. You collected win number 500 in the series for Chevrolet, and you punched your ticket 
to the championship for in Phoenix. Walk us through everything uh, that that means to you uh, today. Yeah, it's, I mean, just truly, really, really special. Um, you know, when I started on this journey and figured out and found out I was going to run full-time this year, um, we all sat down at the beginning of the year and, and said that our goal was to, was to make the championship four. We felt like we were capable of that. Um, we knew what we could do. We knew there would be bumps along the road in my first full season, but we believed in our hearts that we could, we could be at Phoenix. And to accomplish a goal like that, you know, it's just really hard to, hard to put into words what that really means when you work day in and day out to, uh, to be at this level and, and be better each and every day to, to be able to accomplish something like that. It's truly amazing, and, you know, there's still a lot of work ahead of us. So, uh, you know, we want to we wanna get uh, three other junior motorsports cars to Phoenix, and we want to get ready to fe- go to Phoenix and, and have the opportunity to, to go win a championship. Okay, we're going to open the floor for questions. We'll start with Zach, and we'll go to Jeff. Zach Sterniel with NASCAR.com. Josh, congrats on the win. Um, you smacked the wall pretty good there off turn four, uh, battling for the lead there with Almondinger. Uh, were you afraid that that was going to ruin the handle of the car? Did, it, did, did you notice anything wrong in, initially? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely worried, but, uh, you know, I just kind of, you know, AJ left me just a lane and, and nothing more, and we were a little bit tight off of four all day, and it just, like I said, just ran out of real estate. But, you know, I've, I've raced since I was eight years old, um, worked day in and day out, like I said, to be here at this level. There was no way I was going to back out, so... I felt like that was the opportunity if we got out front that we could control the race. We had a lot of speed for about 30, 35 laps on each run. You know, it was it was shaping up to be ours to lose. We just had to get out front, get the clean air, and, you know, it's just it's, it's that important in these races. And, you know, thankfully the, the good Lord kept all our tires inflated and, and all our pieces together. We'll go to Jeff and then Daniel. Jeff Gluck from The Athletic over here. Um, you know, this, this journey for you, especially the last few years, to go from, okay, like, you're going to get a shot and some decent Xfinity stuff, and now, you know, full-time, and now all of a sudden, Final Four for the Xfinity Series, and especially without, you know, having a bunch of money to throw around and, and buy your way in. I mean, as you think about the situation where you are now compared to a few years ago, what's, how, can you, how can you get your head around that? You know, it's just, it's just hard to really put into words. I mean, you, you know, I'm just so thankful for the people that I have around me. You know, I'm obviously everybody at, at Junior Motorsports with, you know, Dale, Kelly, L.W. Miller. They've been huge supporters of mine. I'm obviously Mr. H and, and Hendrick Motorsports, everything they do for us. And, you know, I just feel very, very lucky. Um, at the end Audio. of the day, we look at it. I, I got this opportunity in the Xfinity Series, um, you know, part-time last year and then now, full-time this year statistically in the best season junior motorsports has ever had right our cars are the fastest the best you know we've really i mean noah and and justin and and sam and i we just had a ton of speed and i'm just so lucky a lot of this stuff's just about timing sometimes and you know i know i'm a little older but man i would i would do it all over again for a day like today go to daniel and then the time the only fed speed sport uh josh it It's been a while since you'd actually led laps, and I I think since New Hampshire where you even led double-digit laps. What kinks have you and the number eight team been, like, working out over these last few months? Yeah, it's been hard to say. I mean, I think part of it, to be honest, is the schedule was super diverse there through the summer. You know, you had lots of road courses, super speedways. We just kind of lost our rhythm throughout that. Um, you know, obviously the road course race, and I hadn't been to any of those tracks, so we knew that was going to be an uphill battle. I mean, I haven't. We knew that was something that we were going to kind of bleed out on, but it actually ended up being pretty solid. And then, 
you take the first round of the playoffs, and you know we knew what we had to do to advance here. But we really, when we looked at the schedule, we knew if we could make it to this to this round, Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville would be three great opportunities for us, and we just had to be at our best. And uh, you know, today I'm not going to say we were at our complete best potential, but we had a really fast race car, and and executed when it counted. Tom, but then Bob. Tom Zaleski, Iron County Today. Josh, last year you won here in the fall. This year you won here in the fall. How is how is this win similar to last year? How is it different? Well, I mean, I think you know one way. You know, I, I'm with the same race team that I had last year. Um, you know, this this was the one team last year. So basically, I'm I'm riding the same car that I that I won with here last year, actually. And uh, so we just knew that was going to be a great opportunity for us. For whatever reason, you know, my team has done a really good job here. Even when you know before, when they had Michael, he had really good runs here. Um, so we just knew this was a great opportunity for us, um, and it just seems like you know we it was kind of similar to what we experienced in the fall. Like we didn't really have a ton of speed early, but just as the race went on, we just got better and better, and better as the truck ru- track rubbered up. And like I said, we were we were fast when it counted. Mr. Bob, um, Bob Parkers, Fox Sports. Uh, if you mess up that move or it ends your day, you're probably looking at a must win at Homestead or Martinsville. I, Obviously, you were below the cut line coming in. So I'm curious, like, how much how much are you weighing risk versus reward at that point? In the heat of the moment, I mean, it's just – it's hard to really even say. You know, I mean, I, I would still call it a mistake on my part getting into the fence like that. But, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't going to let off. So, I mean, it's just kind of – it's hard, right? Like, you, that's just – it's fate sometimes, you know. you Sometimes you hit the wall barely and you have a flat tire, and sometimes you – you you kill it and it and you're fine. So it's just uh, you know it's um, it's just how it goes sometimes. I definitely I mean yeah I'd be kicking myself if we had a flat tire, but luckily that didn't happen. Go to Justin and Zach. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, first off, congratulations, Josh. Um, but you've had a lot of success in the Cars Tour as well, um, and now we're starting to see that get transferred right over to the Xfinity Series. Hello? So over the years, like what? What has it been that you've been able to figure out these cars and figure out these tracks so quickly to be able to go out and not just dominate, but maybe sneak in, kind of like you did on that final restart, taking advantage of the 16 and 10 getting together and then just sliding right through to walk away? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, I've just been really fortunate to um, be with Junior Motorsports, have great race cars, you know, spent a long time building my own race cars and, and racing myself and and really having the time of my life, and I never thought that I would be at this level and have this opportunity, but, you know, I quickly figured out that, that you know, under the right circumstances that, that I could compete, and, and I, still, I still feel like I got a lot to learn and a lot to, to improve on, um, but days like today surely help. Zach? Uh, you're, uh, you're also going to the championship four in Mike Baumgartner's final year on top of the pit box. How meaningful is it to get him uh, and this team to, to, champ- to the championship four with that in mind as well? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, right? Uh, Mike Baumgartner has been um, around at Hendrick Motorsports and Junior Motorsports for a very long time. And, I mean, he is literally uh, just, just such an amazing person so well respected within our company and I mean look I know I, I raced I I raced for 10 years racing late models and I mean I was over there you know 10 years ago talking to Bummy and stealing parts and different things right for my late model cars so we've known each other a long time and I tell you I'm you know I hate that he's 
I'm excited for him because I believe that's going to be a great opportunity and a great fit for him in his new role. Um, you know, but I also hate that he's leaving, and I know our team is, is going to hate. I mean, he's not leaving. He's still going to be around. But it's going to be a little different. But, you know, I just – I really can't say enough about the character and person that he is and how he leads our race team and the example that he sets with our guys. Um, he's always in there, hands-on, working on our – every time I'm over there, he's over there working on the on our race car. Um, he's leading the other teams, helping the other teams. You know, never really says no to anybody and just uh, just an amazing, amazing person. I know that, you know, this win today – Carrying us to the to the championship for give him a, a little bit of a sigh of relief. And then uh, just one more too. Um, among the guys beneath the cut line now are AJ Almendinger, that number 16 team. Obviously, there's respect for all seven of the other competitors, but um, how does that change the complexion or, or at least lighten the stress for you over these next couple of weeks, knowing that you're already locked in and some of the other guys have work to do? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a great feeling, right? I mean, everybody, this is the this is the home run when you come start this round of eight to come win the first race. Give yourself, you know, two weeks to prepare for Phoenix. Um, you know, it's it's just a great opportunity, and um, I'll let the rest of those guys figure out how they get in because I'm already in. Hey, Josh Dale with Garage Guys Fantasy Sports. Uh, Caesars Sportsbook had you at 22 to 1 to win this race. For comparison, Noah Gragson closed at 2 to 1, aka $100 bet if Gragson wins, wins 200. A $100 bet on you wins 2200. So, considering that and considering your strong resume at Las Vegas, are you surprised to hear that? Yeah, I kind of they threw a little disrespect on me. I'll be honest. Now, um, I don't know we've. We've been struggling a little bit the last couple of months, so I guess I could see that. But, look, anybody that knows us knows the wing win every week. I've said that every week. So, hopefully some people made a lot of money today. Go next to Chris. Chris Tankensfans.com. Josh, um, Phoenix last fall wasn't so great, but you rebounded with the top podium finish at in, uh, in March at Phoenix. So, do you like Phoenix? Do you feel comfortable with Phoenix? And what's your outtake? How, how much different is it going to be from the spring to the fall race? Yeah, it's going to be – uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a little different than what we had there earlier this year. But, um, you know, I, Phoenix is an amazing racetrack. I think it's a great racetrack to hold the, the final race. We've seen some great racing there over the years. And it's been a place that I feel like I took to pretty quick. Even my, you know, my beginning, my start last year in the eight, we had um, a memorable experience there. Some of you may remember that one. But, uh, you know, and then we had a really good run there in the spring. I had to start in the back and drove all the way up to the field for third. So I feel like... You know, I feel like we're ready for that moment. I think we've uh, been working for it all year, so I think we're we're prepared. Go to Dustin, Dustin, then Adam. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Josh, uh, you know, so far this year, we've already heard from Junior Motorsports and that, uh, you know, the three other rides have been filled. Haven't heard about your status. Obviously, as you alluded to, Dale, uh, Kelly, and, and LW have done a lot for your career. Um, what kind of uh, confidence, concern is there as, as a guy who's in the championship four at this point that nothing has come out, or, or is there a little bit more that you can kind of uh, at least hint or, or say? Um, well, this came at a good time, I would say, because uh, I guess everybody should stay tuned to that one. Yeah. Okay. And the second. Coming. Okay. So you're, you're, you're feeling very, pretty good about everything. I feel good, yeah. Okay, good. 
Um, secondly, obviously, with your career path, you're always or often viewed as um, the short track guy, the, the guy who came up through the ranks and, and, and are representative of that group. Is that something that is something that you still, I guess, is that something you relish, accept? Is that a burden? Um, and, and when you're racing these short tracks, do do some of the other drivers talk about, come up to you and, and, and see, see how you did it, and do you provide hope in that sense? Yeah, it's it's really been a great experience going back to that level and racing a couple of times and, and just seeing. Uh, I've been very thankful that, you know, the majority of uh, the, my competitors and, and friends at those races have been really supportive of me and, and the things I've been able to accomplish. And I know that I'll have lots of texts and, and calls tonight after a day like today. But... Um, you know, ultimately, I'm proud of my journey to get here. Like I said earlier, I would, would do it all over again. I wouldn't change a single thing, no matter what. Um, but at the same time, you get to this level, and what you've done before really don't mean a whole lot. You know, I mean, I think that I've, you know, obviously been really successful and, and fortunate to have some great opportunities. But when you, when you, you know, fire and strap in those race cars and, and go racing, nobody else out there cares what you did. So, um you know, it's just it's just been a fun, it's just been amazing experience, and like I said, I, I would I just love every minute of it. We'll go to Dustin, then to Adam, and we'll finish with Jeff. Dustin Albino, JSK.com. Josh, the first two stages, you're kind of stuck in traffic a little bit. Uh, when did you realize that you had a race-winning car today? Well, I think we just, um, you know, we worked our way pretty forward. We had a little bit of a hiccup on the first pit stop, got back to like 17th, and I don't know, I just, just, like the path just cleared for me. I just made all the right decisions and, and had an amazing restart. I think I gained like six or seven spots right off the bat. And it's like we just, that kind of just gave us the momentum throughout the rest of the race. Um, like I said, our car fired off super, super good. Um, and it just, like I said, I just made the right moves on those restarts. Clean air was huge. You know, we knew that when the race would go up to the wall, it would make it hard to pass. And, um, you know, just had to just make sure, I, you know, kept my tires from getting too hot and, and just uh, really stay focused there at the end. Uh, hi, Josh. Adam Carabine from RacingRefresh.com down here. Uh, I was just looking back at some of your comments you made when you announced that you were getting a full-time ride with Junior Motorsports last year, and you had said that you'd had a few other options, uh, but you wanted to be in the Xfinity Series. Um, you know, imagine that you today could go back and tell that version of Josh Berry that you'd be in the championship for this year? Like, I'm just kind of curious what to, what sort of thought process you'd have there. Um, I, I would have believed it. You know, I know that I know what we're all capable if we if we work together and put these race cars on the racetrack that are this good. I know what we can do, and we've done it. You know, I just think for me, and I just need probably a little bit more time just to learn all these places, go to them for a second or third time, to just build a little bit more consistency. But ultimately, with this playoff format, you know, it comes down to, you know, this, these three races, and if you can win, you're in. And, you know, we, we said that we could win, and we did. Yeah. Do you have any good stories from when you were a bank teller? <laughs> no. Um, no, you know, that was funny. I was at, I was in high school and, and uh, did that uh, for a couple years. And it was actually really fun. I learned a lot, believe it or not, doing that. But um, just a crazy experience. I remember... Um, everybody that worked there was pretty mad when I quit to move to, to North Carolina to go racing. So I guess I guess they might understand a little better now. When you go to a bank now, are you like, does that bring back memories for you? Are you having flashbacks? 
No, yeah, yeah. I always try. If I ever, you know, nowadays really people you don't have to go to the bank as much anymore as you used to 10 or 15 years ago. But yeah, every time I go, I try to make sure I got everything in line. You know, got all my numbers right, date right. You know, I don't want to don't want to hold them people up any. Certainly know you cashed in today. So uh, good luck next week in the Homestead Miami Speedway, and good luck in the championship for Phoenix. Yeah, thank you all. Yeah, take care now. If I can have your attention, everybody, we're going to go ahead and, and roll into our post-race press conference for today's fifth annual South Point 400 here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We're joined now on stage by the winning crew chief today, Paul Wolf the number 22 Pennzoil Ford for Team Penske. Paul, this is your fifth win here as a crew chief. Uh, your second here with Joey Logano, but none more sweet, sweeter than today, punching your ticket into the championship four. Walk us through that. Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone out there. I thought I'd only won four times, so thanks for reminding me it was five. I, I forgot Joey and I had won here already once, but um, it was a, obviously turned out to be a great day, not without adversity. Um, honestly, going into the race today, we weren't confident in what we were going to have. Um, we've really worked hard ever since the, um, the Homestead test there a few weeks back to try to get our mile-and-a-half program a little better. Um, we've made gains on that. Um, but it was a little – this track's unique uh, with the high speeds but also the bumps you have to deal with. And um, so we, ha we had a little work to do after practice there. And um, – Fortunately, the, the adjustments we made and, and things we did for the race today, um, the car had speed. All, all the Team Penske cars had speed. Um, but w with our issues on pit road, we also had to use a little strategy to execute for the win there at the end. So uh, overall, prou proud of the effort. Obviously, Joey drove a great race all day, kept the car clean, and um, we were able to, uh, you know, to not give it away at the end. Great. And we're also joined here by Michael Nelson, the president of NASCAR operations for Team Penske. Michael, uh, just, a, just a really strong day overall, exciting finish. What, what, what does this mean to Team Penske to be the first to punch your ticket into the championship for? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. Um, this is the race that you want to win. You want to peak at the right time. We had good cars today, fast cars, and, you know, the guys are really hungry. We, we haven't been exactly where we wanted to be. Um, you know, we've just been chipping away at it every week, and, you know, Texas was a little better, and obviously this race was better as well. And so, yeah, I mean, so thankful to, to be in that final race, and it really gives you a, lot, a chance to focus on that race and uh, takes a little bit of pressure off. Good deal. We're going to open the floor for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start with Dustin and then go to Tom. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Paul, a couple things. Uh, on the uh, the one pit stop, I think you lost six spots. Couldn't get the left rear off. Or can you take what happened there, please? Yeah, it appears um, from what, what little bit I studied it during the race, we just had kind of like a bad hang, and the wheel um, didn't get on the drive pin on the initial hang, um, and then it just kind of put some material in the, in the holes of the wheel, and then it just makes it very hard for it to draw up tight. Um, it, it eventually got tight, but then the wheel was um, – I guess wedged on there to to a certain extent, if you will. So on that, so then we paid the penalty on the next stop as well, getting it off. Um, after that, obviously we were we were good to go, but we kind of had to pay for it twice, unfortunately. Also, um, we've seen the progression of of you guys at mile and a half, and I know you referenced the Homestead test, but can you take me through just kind of how you guys have kind of progressed? Because obviously back in May 
you know, you'd think it would be Toyotas would go one, two, three, four, five, and quite frankly, they did it some places for the most part. How have you guys gotten to this point, and why was you were already showing progress even before Homestead? So why do you feel that was uh, more of a, a, a key point? Well, I think just um, how we race these days without having um, practice weekends, I guess, if you will, just having 20-minute practice sessions with very limited things you can change, it's very hard to develop anything new. Because it's always a fine line of, you know, you run decent, so you're afraid to get too far out of the box. But you know you also have to get better. So you're making small steps, but really until we got the opportunity to go to Homestead, and I guess actually we had a, a Charlotte tire test before that as well. Um, when you have data on the car and you have two days to put together a plan and try things and learn, try to understand this new car, um, it, it, it makes it hard. So uh, having that op those opportunities, I, I, I'm thankful and, and um, that we were able to take advantage of it. Uh, it's, it's one thing to test, but you're, you're hoping you can learn something as well. And I, I said it after Texas. I, I, uh, you know, we, we found speed at home, set of the test. We tried to carry over some of those things we learned to Texas. It worked. And then coming here this weekend, it, it appears that um, it's, it's paying off. So obviously we're by no means are we all the way done or where we need to be, but we've made a step and, and we can compete for wins. And I think that's important uh, as we move forward here. And um, you know, we talk about Blaney. Blaney was very good at the Homestead test as well. So obviously he didn't end up having a, a good day at the end. And there's no reason he can't go to Homestead with the uh, the speed uh, he had there and, and have an opportunity to win as well. Tom and then Jonathan. Tom Zaleski, Iron County Today. Paul, was the call to go with four tires, were you, no, were you planning that ahead of time or were you adjusting off of that in the moment knowing the situation and the laps that were remaining in the race? Well, I think you're, you always have to be adjusting on the moment or making decisions on the moment depending on how the race is playing out. Obviously, we have thoughts and a game plan going into it, but you have to be able to adapt with whatever comes comes at you. Um, we had kind of tuned our car around running up front. Um, when we lost that track position, we got pretty tight. And we were kind of at a point where I didn't, although I thought we were still better than most of those cars in front of us, it's very hard to pass right now. And I felt like, we were able to score a lot of points in stage one and two. And if we, you know, we were running ninth, and if, if, if it turned out where we gave up two or three spots, I felt like we had done a good enough job up to that point in the race. And if we wanted to have the mentality of we're here to win, that was going to be our play to win. I, I don't, we weren't going to be, have enough time and be good enough with as tight as we were back there to drive, think we were going to drive to the front and win the race. So um, at that point with what we were dealt with, I felt like it was, kind of an easy call for me. We'll go next to Jonathan, then to Elliot, then to Zach. Jonathan Field, the racing expert at in Radio Albuquerque. You know, you made the championship four two other times, you know, with two other drivers, Kozlowski in 17, Logano in 20. Uh, what has felt different about the progression of this season versus years past? Probably a lot of just the unknowns, you know, with this new car. And like I said, as we're trying to learn throughout the year and develop it. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns. Um, the way I, the 
playoffs have kind of how it's gone so far. You know, in the years past, you you felt like you've had to win races to advance and and really run top five. Um, but we've seen a lot of guys have issues and trouble, um, some of their own doing, some not. But um, it's just the racing's a little bit different right now. The, the competition's closer. There's more um, non-playoff cars that can contend for wins. So it has, it has quite a bit different feel. Um, but overall, I feel like uh, our team's done a good job since the playoffs have started of um, – you know, getting the most we can out of every weekend. Um, there's been a couple little hiccups along the way, um, but we've had pretty good speed and, and, and fairly good execution. So um, it was nice to come here uh, today, obviously, and, and get the win in the, in the first race of this round. Go to Elliot, then to Zach, and then to the back. Uh, Elliot Stern, Santa Maria Times. Following up on what Tom asked, were you surprised you came in for those four tires? You gave up some track position. Were you surprised by how quickly Joey was able to get back up through the field and with only 26 laps to go. And also then looking ahead, Phoenix, is, does this set you up really good for a, a track like Phoenix? I don't know that I'm totally surprised we were able to do what we did. I, I felt like tires meant something today. And, you know, I think everyone had eight, right around eight or nine laps on our tires. So, um, Honestly, I was just surprised more guys in front of us didn't peel off and come down for tires as well. So, honestly, that was kind of a better scenario for us when everyone in front of us stayed out. And then I think there was only three cars that were, were running behind us that stayed out. So, we really we gave up three spots for four new tires. I, I thought that was a pretty, pretty good trade-off. And um, car just had speed today. Like, like, that was a thing. I mean, we were – we are arguably better than most of those guys on equal tires. I knew on a tire advantage, and as good as Joey um, is at the end of these races, when you give him, give him an advantage like that, he, 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 he worked the traffic really well and made it happen. So um, it took a few laps for the, for the pressures to come up, and, and then when, when Ross got out there to a little bit of a lead, I wasn't sure how long it would take to catch him, but then finally we were clicking off quite a bit faster laps, and it, it didn't take long. Front here to Zach, and then back to Joe. Ernie with NASCAR.com. For, uh, for Michael, um, for as strong as the 22 car was today, Blaney was obviously very fast as well. Um, but again, I had to rebound from an incident. Um, their their resiliency got them into the playoffs in the first place from having to rebound at Daytona. What have you seen from uh, Ryan Blaney and Jonathan Hassler um, as the season's gone on, and they've had to battle back from adversity? Yeah, well, obviously they're a really good team. You know, they've they definitely haven't um, taken the lead in the luck category. Obviously, today wasn't a, a luck situation, but, you know, they've led so many laps, uh, been in command of a lot of races this year. And, you know, he's we're coming up to some tracks that are really good for him. They had a good test at Homestead. Uh, he's really good at Marsville. So, you know, he's just got to he's got to run well and, uh, you know, win obviously will, will help. And I think he's capable of doing that next week. So all he's got to do is just just knock the door open and, uh you know, they'll, they'll be right there for, for uh, Phoenix as well. Go to the back there to Joe.
Joseph Igo, Cronkite News, based in Phoenix. Paul, obviously, with a few wild card tracks coming up, um, as um, as Joey had the chance to take the lead there with like eight or nine to go, um, just kind of take me through your head as Joey started closing the distance and ended up going to war there with Ross with like four to go. Yeah, well, like I said, initially Ross got out to a pretty good lead, and, and I wasn't totally sure how long it would take, but once once our pr tire pressures came up and our and our new tires um, and, and his tires got hot, I, it really wasn't. I didn't really feel like it was much of a a challenge, honestly. It's I mean, eight laps is is quite a quite a difference in tire advantage, and although the one was up there, I I, I didn't look at him as one of the stronger cars today. He was he was good, but he wasn't he wasn't one of the stronger cars in my eyes. I thought his teammate was actually faster than he was. So, um, like I said, we, we had a tire advantage and a better car, so I, I figured it was just a matter of time. Ready for a championship? He is racing for a championship. That is Joey Logano, our race winner. There, uh, We will now also be taking questions for Joey, so if you have a question, raise your hand. We will get a wireless microphone to you. We will start here on the left. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, Joey, congratulations. A um, couple questions. Lightly, uh, would you say it's safe to place a bet on you to make the championship four in 2024? Because I don't know if you realize this, but you. I know. <laughs> Every other year. Um, well, I mean, at least we're in it in 22. I. I <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're in it in 23, uh, but it seems like it's been every other year here for the last five years, five times. Um, so uh, I guess that's an okay <laughs> average. Uh, I wish it was every year. Uh, maybe that's agreed to myself, but um, but I think overall, yeah, it um, feels good to be able to get into to victory lane and race for a championship when we get to Phoenix for sure. So you started this year off uh, with the win in the new car back at the Coliseum. Um, so how do you feel your chances are? Uh, do you feel this is one of your better years to go for a second championship compared to the other ones that you've been in? I feel like we've had a good shot every year um, in, in all the races. Um, I feel like we've done a, a, a great job as a team um, executing the playoffs and getting to the round of eight, now to the championship four. Um, we, we've done a good job getting there. Now it's, <clears throat> it's just down to one race. And Phoenix is one of our best racetracks. It's one of Paul's best racetracks uh, by history. And um, you know, we'll hopefully uh, bring a really fast Shell Pennzoil Mustang out there, and and uh, we got a few weeks to think about it, which is nice. We, we'll be able to focus in. We've, I've lived this story before, winning at Martinsville, and and being able to give yourself a, a bit of an advantage when you get to Phoenix, when that's all you care about and all you think about for the next couple of weeks, where everybody else is is fighting, you know, tooth and nail to to get in. Uh, we're able to really focus in on on the one race that counts for us now. So. Um, super proud of, of this race team and, and everybody to, to give me the, the opportunity as a driver to, to go out there and do my job. So it all worked out well. We'll come up front here to Zach and then go to Jonathan. Joey, Zach Sterniello from uh, NASCAR.com. Uh, Ross Chastain said that he hopes he's racing you uh, for wins in the Cup Series for a long time to come. Uh, what was going through your mind as you were approaching him, trying to trying to pass him for this win? And um, do you have any kind of um, established relationship with Ross? Yeah, Ross and I, have, we have a great relationship. Um, I've talked with him a lot, and we have a mutual understanding of, of how each other races. And, and honestly, we work together pretty well on the racetrack. And I knew <laughs> coming down to the end, I had a tire advantage. And I knew, I mean, what was on the line, right? It's, it's a championship, a possible championship on the line right now. And I thought, boy, he's going to be willing to do a lot <laughs> to, to get in. And my thoughts were, I need to make sure 
I am 100% positive that when I break the plane of his bumper, I am going to pass him and don't give him a chance to door bang me down the straightaways or do anything um, because I knew it was on the line. People are willing to do a lot of things when they're desperate. And when it's a chance like that, that's what the playoff does. The playoffs test your character all the way through. And uh, with the car that I had, I knew I had to be patient and make sure that when I was able to get the run on him, it was going to be good enough to where I can clear him and I didn't have to worry about him. And, and that's ultimately what, what happened. I waited for that chance and took advantage of it in the one. We'll go next to Jonathan. Jonathan Field, the racing experts, ESPN Radio Albuquerque. Uh, to your point about your character, uh, in 18-20 this year, you locked in with a win in the first race of the round of eight. Uh, just through your development as a driver, what do you think has made you such a clutch driver in these situations? Um, I, I, I don't think it's just a clutch driver. It's a clutch team. Everybody uh, raises their game. And that's, that's what the playoffs are. I love the playoffs, right? It's just the attitude that we bring to the table as a team is that you love this part of the year because you have the opportunity to just do something great and ultimately win the goal that, that, that you set back in February is to win the championship. And you have this opportunity when you, the playoffs start and you got 10 weeks. I mean, this is what it's all about. And I can't help but get excited and love the opportunity for to do something great like we did today, right? To have the moment to, to do something big and really uh, change the outcome of your season possibly. Um, so there's, there's no better feeling than that. And I guess I'm always in constant search for that feeling. It, it, I get excited when I win or we win because we try so hard and everybody does. Everybody's so good. Um, and when there's this much on the line, there's nothing like a playoff victory yeah, all the way through. But when you get it in the round of eight, it's the second biggest win of the year. We'll so. go next to Jeff, and then we're going to go up to the press box. Obviously, um, Ross said he was, you know, he's, he's gone to school on you as the, sort of the master of blocking at these tracks late in a race. So if he makes every block perfect, is there any scenario where he can hold you off because – you had so much more speed on those tires? He couldn't. He couldn't. He did a good job for the five or six laps that he did um, where, <clears throat> you know, I kind of was trying to pull the old bait and switch because, you know, I mean, everybody mirror drives at this point. Everyone's looking and, and moving around. And he did a good job of kind of entering low and then fading up. And then the wake's so bad that you, I, I thought I was going to have good enough tires to where I can cross the wake and get air back on the nose and get them. Um, ultimately, wasn't able to do that. Uh, so once I kind of realized, okay, I can't do that, and I lost a little bit of time, I was able to gain it back and then see the opportunity um, of his weaknesses. His weakness was off of four. Um, had the opportunity uh, with the lap car in the bottom, go down the middle, uh, get his get his quarter on the exit of four and, and be able to, uh, uh, like I said, make sure that when I came off of turn two, he didn't have a chance anymore, right? His run, he wasn't going to have a good enough run. And that's why I, just, I felt like I had to be patient because – he was doing a good job of holding me back there. Um, I knew he was going to make it hard. I, I was hoping I can get around the outside of him, but uh, ultimately the uh, the inside was going to be the place I had to go because um, he was doing a good job locking the top. Okay, we're going to go up to the press box, and then we'll come down here to Tom. Uh, Chris Nightcatchfence.com. Joey, uh, is there anything you could take away from the spring race at Phoenix and apply it to next month? that makes you feel more comfortable or give you guys an advantage or has the car changed so much throughout the year that you'll rely on the extended practice to help you dial it in? 
A little bit of both. Um, you know, we, we got some time to think about it here and, and think about things we want to try and practice and things that, uh, you know, we, we um, were able to do in the, in the spring. And, and to be honest with you, I haven't looked at Phoenix yet. It hasn't even been on my radar yet. So it will be tomorrow morning, <laughs> but not at the moment. Uh, I was so focused in on, on the next, you know, these three races in this round and um you know now that we're we can take our focus off of those next two and, and really focus in for the one that that really matters that's a, a great place to be okay we're gonna go to tom and then we'll go to adam tom zaleski on county today joey 16 laps to go when that final restart came was was it just a matter of waiting ross out to make a mistake do you know knowing that you had enough car or was it just was it just uh could there have been too many laps for you at that point to uh, to try and run him down? Do you feel like do you feel like there was enough? The timing was there, and just picking your spot to make the move. Yeah, I mean, the more laps, the better. Uh, when you're when you get the tires and you're trying to move your way through the field, I was hoping I had enough laps, and it, and it really all comes down to a restart at that point. If if you're carrying forward momentum into turn three, um, you're in a pretty good spot. Uh, if you get in a bad spot in turn one and two, and you don't carry the momentum on the back stretch in the outside lane blows by a couple cars and all of a sudden you put yourself in a bad spot so it ended up working out to where um you know i had a couple good restarts uh to be able to cycle ourselves up um and and ultimately be able to put like i said put ourselves in, in position to to get to third or fourth place and then pick off in the last two next adam uh hi joey adam carabine from racingrefresh.com uh, you and i spoke yesterday even before today's race, this was your best track of all the tracks on the schedule right now. You actually had the best um, average finish out of all the cup drivers here at Las Vegas. And you said you didn't really know why this place, you know, was so good to you. Uh, so you've got another race now under your belt and another win. Have you figured it out? <laughs> I got a general idea on some areas that, that uh, you know, we're good at as a race team and um, as a driver, you know, some areas as well. So, um yeah, I mean, just, like I said, it's been a good track for me from the get-go. Like, even when I was horrible at all the racetracks, Vegas was, I think, my first top ten uh, came here. So um, it's just been one of those racetracks that has fit my style uh, in the past. And, hey, now that it's, it's a very important race in the round of eight, heck, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Let's bring the championship here. <laughs> this would be a good place for the championship race, wouldn't it? may beg to differ, but you never know. I know, but I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah. you'd have a hell of a time afterwards. You can yeah. go down to the city. It'd be, be great. It would be a party. Marcus would like it. He would definitely <laughs> like it. Go to Joe. Joseph Igo, Cronkite News. Joey, um, where does today rank kind of, given the circumstances behind it, you being able to chase a guy down to head to the championship, uh, where does this kind of rank and stack up uh, to some of the bigger moments of your career? I'll let you know in a couple weeks. We'll see if we win the championship. Then I'll say it's a pretty important race. <laughs> but it, I think it definitely puts us in a good spot. We got a one in four chance now. Um, I feel like our chances are way better than that. But um, I, I do think um, it'll be interesting to see how the next two weeks are like. And um, yeah, I'll let you know in Phoenix of how important this one was. <laughs> Go next to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A couple questions. Um, if, if, you know, in, in less than three weeks, you could be a two-time champion. Um, look, what you've already accomplished as a champion is is a, is a fantastic achievement. What does a two-time champion mean, or what would that mean to be attached to your name if that happens? I mean, it obviously means a lot. Um, 
you know, I, I, I guess, I mean, you're going to ask me, what's it mean to be a three-time champion if we win in Phoenix? <laughs> it means the same amount. Like, it's it's just the goal. I mean, that's the that's all that matters when the when the when the season starts. All I care about is winning a championship. That's that's the number one goal. And when you go through these playoffs, you have to change the way you race. You have to do different things to give yourself a chance to win the the big goal. The mission is to win the championship. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's everything. Like this, this is what we work for. Is, is there's only one, and it, it means a lot to to have that. And we've been in position. You know, I, I think of the one we won, but I think of the the four or three we lost. Is <laughs> much or more how close we were. Um, you know, even the last one in 2020 in Phoenix, coming off pit road as the the leader and getting a tire vibration in the last run, right, and and falling back to third or fourth. Like there's a there's a one that's going to hurt for a while. It still, I still get mad about that. So I'm hoping that this is a redemption for, for 2020. And also, um, we've seen the progression that you guys have made, particularly on mile and a half earlier in the season. Toyotas were certainly probably by far the, the strongest. How have you guys gotten to this point to where I know the tires help, but still able to be in a position? Uh, why did, how did the Homestead test help? I know Paul referenced the Charlotte tire test. Is it just been in that period? Because you've certainly seen the progression you guys have made at some of the bigger tracks throughout the summer. Yeah, you're 100% right, uh, and especially for the 22 in particular. 12's always been pretty good at the mile and a half all year long, but we've been off um, just trying to find the right feel and the right things that I need inside the car to be able to do the moves that I want, like restarts and, and just be able to carry speed in general. Um, and, you know, I feel like we found some things in Miami that helped and uh, carried over to Texas and, and, and now to here where we have a, a solid race car to where we can go out there and, and race for a win. Um, it's, you know, we didn't have that up till here recently. You know, I, I would have, if you asked me, what, four or five weeks ago, well, how did you feel about Vegas? It wasn't very good. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, but after Texas, I felt really good about coming here to Vegas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good deal. Well, Joey, congratulations on the win. And we look forward to seeing you at Phoenix Raceway for the NASCAR Cup Series yeah. Championship race. Thank you. Good deal. Thank you, guys.